Welcome Inside the Vault. This is a collection of previously unreleased lessons from eight-figure entrepreneurial mastermind Arjon Robbins. And in case you didn't see the warning label, this content can be explicit and it is for serious entrepreneurs only. Today's lesson is part one of a four-part series where Arjun challenges some of the conventional wisdom about sales and explains why sales is actually an act of service you're performing on behalf of your potential new clients. Let's go to the vault. Working with Arjun is like having a shortcut to future you. Every time I can have an opportunity to spend time with Arjun, I try to take it and be a sponge. I thought everyone was crazy. You know, they were running to the front of the stage to see this person. Arjun's wearing his crazy shirt. You know, he drinks tiger blood in the morning just for fun and he's like breathing down my throat. Sometimes it's terrifying to work with him. It's like he's looking into your soul, but it's, it's growth the whole way. So I got a question for you. And it doesn't really matter what you say, because I don't believe you anyway. I only believe what you do. And I just want to know if you are willing to step up and be useful to your prospective new clients. Or are you going to settle for just being useless to them like most everyone else? Just a choice to make in life. Am I going to be useful or will I settle for just being useless like everyone else? Now, before you make this decision, I should probably warn you that you'll have a lot more friends if you're useless. You will. If you go through life and you insist upon being useful, you're going to be subject to a lot of criticism. You're going to be subject to a lot of judgment. Pretty soon you're going to have a bunch of people out there on the internet talking all kinds of shit about you. And you're going to get some abuse. And if you aren't really determined pretty soon you'll go back to being useless like everyone else and they'll welcome you with open arms welcome back to the land of the useless they will so i'm going to be challenging um most of the conventional wisdom that you probably have heard and may even believe about sales. So let's just take a look at the word conventional. Conventional means ordinary. Who here is ordinary? Anyone ordinary? No, you're all original. Ordinary people don't come to places like this. Ordinary people go running out of the room when they come into places like this. 
I don't mean that figuratively. I mean, like, literally, they go running out of the room. Tonight, we will be doing an exercise that will have maybe a couple of people revealing a side of themselves that they're maybe not so proud of, or maybe even worse, they are proud of it. I've already resigned myself to the fact that tonight's exercise is probably going to cost us two or three members. Two or three of you are going to break, this is going to crack you, and you're going to go running out of the room. And I just, it's been four years since we've done this exercise. It was two or three years before we did it, between the time we did it last time. And every time we do this exercise, we break a few people. But I'm willing to do that for everyone else. So what's so great about being conventional? Conventional is conforming or adhering to accepted standards. What are the accepted standards of most salespeople in law firms? Be polite. Don't offend anyone. Make sure no one writes a bad review of us online. Oh my God, we don't have five stars anymore. You know how you keep five stars? By being useless. Useless people have five stars because useless people don't say anything that no one likes. Useless people don't challenge any of conventional wisdom that people come in with to their offices. Useless people don't ask uncomfortable questions. Useless people don't tell the truth. Unless they're really stupid and they think they're telling the truth and they think that this clusterfuck of a situation is in any way, shape, or form acceptable and they pretend to the prospective new client like that makes sense. Oh, you don't have any money to hire us to prevent your life from going directly down the toilet. Oh, I understand. I wouldn't want to offend you by challenging the possibility that you could be completely full of shit. I wouldn't want you to be uncomfortable when I say to you, well, you have equity in your house. What good is that going to do you when you spend the next 10 years in jail? I wouldn't want to challenge you by saying, hey, you know all those people you fucking partied with and spent all that money on? Well, pass the hat around and get them to chip in so that you don't have your husband or your wife beating the shit out of you in front of your kids for the next five years, you fucking asshole. Oh, am I being rude? Because I think that if I'm the only person in this prospective new client's entire life who's actually helping them think through the reality of their situation, I'm certainly not being conventional. I'm definitely not being ordinary. But I am being a motherfucking hero, aren't I? Because who else is doing this for them? So are you going to be useful and actually help people deal with the reality of their situation so they can make decisions they'll be proud of in 10 years? Or are you going to be polite and nice and follow conventional wisdom and five-star review? I went to this law firm and they were so nice to me. They made me feel so good. I didn't hire them. My life still fucking sucks, but they were so nice. Five stars. Everyone should go see them. 
Now, conventional wisdom about sales is that it's sleazy. Conventional, sale, conventional wisdom about sales is that it's manipulative. That is conventional wisdom. But there are, there are alternative models to follow. You don't have to choose between being a sleazy, manipulative, conniving, dishonest salesperson, which, by the way, isn't really even technically sales when you're manipulating and deceiving someone into it. That's called conning someone. So most people in conventional wisdom who go around saying, sales is sleazy, they're not even defining sales as being sleazy. They're defining conning people as being sleazy. True sales is an act of love. It is an act of generosity. It is an act of care and concern and courage and leadership. It is the ultimate demonstration of being useful to a person when you make a proper sale. So the, def- so the title of this live quarterly meeting is the servant sales professional. What is a servant? A servant is a person in service of another. A servant is a person who's useful. You're in service of another. You are doing something that is useful in another person's life. Sale. Sale is sales. Sell. Sell is to transfer or render services for another in exchange for money. That's all that selling is, is to transfer services in exchange for money. That's fair. That's equitable. That's pro quo, uh, quid pro quo. That's natural. It's unnatural for relationships to be out of balance. Relationships that are out of balance in nature break. Every relationship that's out of, na- that's out of balance eventually breaks. When you provide services to someone and get nothing in exchange, the relationship is inherently out of balance and that relationship must eventually break. To prevent the relationship from being out of balance, you need to make sure you're getting something out of it. And if you're not getting paid, then what exactly are you getting? We'll get back to that in a minute. A professional, a person who follows an occupation as a means of a living, that's a professional. So a servant is a person who is useful. Sales is providing service in exchange for compensation. And a professional is a person who does this for a living. That's a servant sales professional. Now, what happens in most law firms is you have a bunch of people sucking the life out of their prospective new clients and being of no real use to them. Oh, no more slides. So let's talk about what messes up most sales. 
What messes up most sales is mindset. Mindset is the number one culprit in sales. The technique of how to sell is very simple. I literally can teach it to you in like five or six minutes. And if you've ever attended one of our sales workshops, I start off by telling you, okay, I'm now going to lay out for you how to conduct a sale. I have sold probably, I mean, I have to add this up, but probably close, closing in on about $100 million using this approach. It's very simple. It's very anticlimactic. It's very boring. Sales should be boring. If sales is exciting for you, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> All right? It's predictable. It's controllable. It's boring. It's the same basic conversation again and again and again and again. And it all starts to happen in slow motion after a while. And you can see things coming from a mile away, like that scene in The Matrix at the end where everything just starts to happen in slow motion, right? And, and the bad guys are like throwing the punch at Neo. And it comes in such slow motion that he just kind of like steps aside and watches it. And then he steps back into it. That's what's happening when you really get comfortable in sales. Everything just slows down and it's predictable. So what goes wrong in sales? Um, well, one part is no one's ever actually sat down and just taught you how to sell. Another part is you have never been given the opportunity to get some practice. And if you know how to do something in your mind, but you don't develop the muscle memory, so to speak, then it's going to be hard. Um, and the third problem is you start doing it wrong and you keep doing it wrong, and you keep practicing the wrong way because no one's coaching you and showing you, hey, you know, if you just change the swing a little bit, it'll change everything for you, and you keep practicing it the wrong way for years and years and years and years, and you reach the wrong conclusion that sales is really hard and it doesn't work. Well, yeah, because you've been practicing it the wrong way for 10 years. Okay, but let's get to the mindset. Uh, number one, desperation. You should write this down. Desperation. The, it's the first big problem that happens in sales is you go into the sales meeting with the prospective new client and you are desperate. And when you're desperate, you're in your own head and you're worried about your own needs and you're not focusing on the other person's needs and you're not being of service to them because you're all worrying about my, your own mortgage and your own car payment and your own bonus and what's this going to mean about me as a human being and a, if, if I don't make this sale because you got your ego all wrapped up into it so you get desperate. Desperation can also be because your marketing sucks so bad that you don't have enough good prospects coming and like you got to like try to, oh my God, this is the only prospect I'm going to get all week. I got to make this sale. So you can sometimes fix it with simple, simply by increasing, improving your marketing. 
but a lot of it comes from this lack mindset of desperation. Second, um, a deep-seated self-image as the victim. So there's two different orientations in the world. Uh, this comes from a book called The Power of Ted by David Emerald, and uh, he talks about a thing called the Cartman Drama Triangle. Um, there's two perspectives on the world. One perspective on the world are people who see themselves as victims. They see themselves as a person upon whom the world acts. This is happening to me. Why does this always happen to me? Just my luck, things like that. They see themselves from the perspective of the victim and everything's happening to them. And then there are people who see themselves, we see ourselves, most of you see yourselves, I think, some of you don't, um, as a creator. I am a person who can create my own reality. I am a person who can create the lifestyle that I want to live. I can create what I want in this world. I am a creator. Nothing's happening to me. Things might be happening around me, but I have the power to choose how to respond and I can find an opportunity in every problem. That's the law of polarity, David Nagel and uh, Bob Proctor. I don't have to be a person who is reacting to things because things are happening to me. People who have a victim mindset have a really, really, really hard time being effective in sales because they can't be of service to anyone because they see, they see every sales conversation as something that's happening to them or something's being taken away from them. Three, the need to be liked. The need to be liked messes up more sales truly than anything else because you want the person to like you. You're not there to make friends. This person is not taking time out of their schedule, rearranging their whole day to come see you because they need a new friend. They're coming to you to get help with a problem, and they're hoping, they're hoping that you will not be another useless piece of shit like the other people they talk to who are like, oh, let's be friends, and I'm never going to say anything that's going to make you the least bit uncomfortable because I want you to like me. You know, when you go to the emergency room, the doctor doesn't say, you know, well, I'm not going to do this because it's going to hurt and you might not like me for doing it. No, they're there to save your life. That's not what happens in most law firms. What happens in most law firms is the salesperson wants the client to like them. And sometimes the salesperson doesn't necessarily have this big time need to be right, but the owner of the law firm does. And if the prospective new client doesn't say something really glowing and nice about the law firm, then the owner of the law firm comes down on the salesperson and like, how dare you? We got a bad review because you told that person the truth about the stupid shit they were saying. And then the salesperson learns pretty quickly, well, you know, the owner of the firm wants me to lie, so I'm just going to go through life lying to people and my sales numbers will suck. The need to be liked is a huge problem in sales. Four, I said the need to be right was the biggest problem. This is actually the biggest problem. The need to be right. Most of you, the biggest challenge you've got in your marketing, the biggest challenge you've got in your sales, the biggest challenge you've got with your staff, 
is your need to be right. You gotta break free of your need to be right. You need to be right, you're screwing up your sales because you have a need for the person to buy your services for your reasons, and you're not willing to let them buy your services for their reasons. And the need to be right also makes it very difficult to see what their reasons are. And if you can't see what their reasons are, then how can you be in service to them? But if you have a need to be right, you're not going to see this because you're all caught up in your own head. And your ego is basically the guardian of your need to be right. Your ego is not your friend. Your ego is keeping you from all of the great things you want to have in your life. I promise you. Meet anyone who's got a $20, $30, $50 million business and look in their eye and you'll see something dead inside. And what you're going to see dead inside is we fucking murdered our ego. Your ego is killing your business. When you've got a need to be right and the person says, I'm not going to buy your services, oh my God, it like becomes a battle, right? And it just becomes a fight, and it becomes painful. And the problem is you're so immature about this stuff that you don't even realize that the game was lost before you even started. Because the prospective new client always has the power to win the game. You'll never, ever, ever win a battle on the need to be right with a prospective new client. They're always going to win because they've got the power to stand up and walk out your office. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Tune in next week for more lessons from the world.